Greetings and welcome to episode 64 of the Dan York Report. Recently, on learning that I'd flown most of 96,000 miles last year, somebody asked me, why do you do it? Why do you do it, Dan? What are you doing? And I said, you know, that's a good question. Why do I do what I do? Why do I spend a quarter of my life flipping around the world in metal tubes to go somewhere to a hotel or a convention center for a couple of days to talk to people and then fly home? You know, why do I spend a quarter of my life away from my family? Why do I put myself through this abuse and everything else? And, you know, and the answer is really, it actually, the main answer comes back to that family. I have two daughters, ages 11 and under, and they have never grown up in a, without the internet. The internet's always been there. From the time they were born, they will have never experienced a world that was not connected. I want for them the same opportunities and possibilities that I had growing up from a time when there was no internet to today. I want for them the same ability to be creative online, to publish their information, to do whatever they want to do, to create companies and bring them online, to collaborate with other people. I want for them those same opportunities that are out there. But the reality is we're at a weird point in time when those choices may be limited. A lot of the players who have been disrupted by the internet are looking at how do they get back into the game to exert control and to limit choice to just the choices that work for them. You know, we have a choice of futures. And in one future, our, what we say and do online is controlled by big corporations, by mega corporations who, you know, limit, you know, we work inside their proprietary walled gardens where we communicate with people, we talk to people, we see people, we exchange photos, we do whatever else, all within the walls of their world. And all the communication happens in there. And if you want to launch a new service, if you want to launch a new company, you have to get permission from them to do it, or you have to pay them to advertise. You have to, but you, you can't just put it out there and, and help people easily find it. That's a world that, you know, we're rapidly heading toward in some ways with the way we're going in some aspects of things. And there's a similar future where that same kind of control is exerted and choice is limited by governments who wish to say only what their, uh, you know, only what they think their citizens should want to see. They limit the choices there. They, they limit what you can see and do online. They surveil, they watch you, they monitor everything you're doing. You know, the surveillance revelations of this past while have shown us the degree to which governments can go. And you know, that's a future we could have where everything we say and do is known online by a corporation, by a government, by somebody like that. There's another future where, you know, the network operators control what gets shown on the network. You know, the network, uh, the telecoms, the internet service providers, they are the ones who are the gatekeepers who say what can and cannot be seen by their customers. And so if you have a new idea or a new service or you want to promote your business, you have to go to them and, and ask, you have to get permission to show your content or to make your service available. And that permission might come at a price. You know, we, we talk about this idea of permissionless innovation, of being able to innovate and create new companies and collaborate and stuff without having to ask permission of the gatekeepers that are out there, whether they are service providers or governments or, or companies or whatever it may be. But I don't want any of those futures. I want an open internet where we do have permissionless innovation, where if somebody's got a great idea, they can put it out there for people to see globally. 
The next Twitter or Facebook might be happening, you know, might be being dreamed up here at a home office in Keene, New Hampshire, or it might be being thought of in, in Uganda or Ireland or Russia or Argentina or Australia or Singapore or China or who knows where. It could be anywhere. And I want for my daughters and for the sons and daughters and the people that are all over the world, I want them to have that same open possibilities for innovation, for all of that. That, that is why I do what I do. Now, I think a second reason is that I grew up before the internet. I remember the closed proprietary walled gardens of AOL and Prodigy and CompuServe and Delphi and Genie and the list goes on. I remember when you couldn't communicate with people or couldn't see information unless you paid that particular service. I remember how it was. And I don't want us to go back there. And I guess I feel a certain responsibility that those of us who've seen this evolution have a responsibility to remind people of what it could be or how it used to be or how it could be if we don't make certain choices. And I guess the third reason why I do what I do is because I am lucky enough to be at a point in my life and a job I have and the space I have that combines my, the ability to use my deep technical knowledge along with my deep communication experience. And so I can use those two to speak to the network operators, the technologists, the enterprises, the folks out there, and to speak to people and say, we do have these choices. Here are some of the things we could do. Now, my particular role is focused around some of the narrow technologies and how we need to adopt these to make the internet work better, faster, more secure, more reliably. And that's part of what I can do right now. So that's it at the end, is why I do what I do, why I spend my, my time on these planes, going to places and doing the things I do, is to try to look at how, how do we make these choices? We have a choice of futures. And I feel that we who can understand the choices before us have a duty to inform and educate, a responsibility to help people understand what the choices are that we have and the futures that we can or cannot have in front of us. I want that open internet where we can communicate, we can create, we can collaborate, we can do all that without asking permission of gatekeepers, without having to, you know, petition people to go and, and see our stuff. I want the open internet that's open for everyone. That is why I do what I do. Thanks for listening. You can leave comments to this on soundcloud.com slash Dan York or wherever this is posted on social networks. You can find all of my audio and writing at danyork.me. Thanks for listening.